0: That's PowerOnPlants.com forward slash cookbook. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power On Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods Welcome to part eight of this nine part series. This has been so much fun sharing all these steps with you because we get asked this question all the time. What do I do if I want to heal my body and lose weight and get energy? I just don't feel good. I'm tired all the time. What do I do to get the life that I want so I quit being held back by my health struggles? And so we've been laying that all out in this nine part series. If you've missed any of the first seven parts, go back and listen to all those again, because each part of the series builds on the next. And we're moving into part eight today, which is actually
1: step number six on the success path.
0: I was just waiting for you. And you just jumped right in there.
1: That's what a good co-host does. <laughs> I'm your wingman. A
0: wingman. What is that what was what, his name on Top Gun?
1: Oh. I can't remember. Um, what do you call him? Was it Goose? It wasn't.
0: Yeah. I'll just start calling you Goose.
1: You can be Maverick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i look nothing like tom trees i don't think that's gonna work plus i don't mm. think he was whole food plant-based or is whole food plant-based either so. i don't think so yeah it's not gonna fly anyway, anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for jumping in wingman
1: my pleasure my pleasure <laughs>
0: now as jared said this is part six of our power and plant success path and the step is called simple living this is where we talk about navigating real life situations. And we talk about that in our other steps too, but this is where we really focus in on it because we hear a lot of questions that revolve around this topic.
1: And I think in this particular step too, it helps to make you aware of certain pitfalls that you may encounter that you wouldn't have thought of ahead of time.
0: Exactly. And these are the things that we hear all the time these questions like, how do I navigate this? How do I deal with this? Okay, my husband. Doesn't eat whole food plant based, but I want to start this journey. How am I going to do that when he doesn't eat whole food plant based? So, this area is talking about, or this step is talking about, how do you set your life up so that can work for you if your family members don't eat the same way and you want to and you know you want to get healthy? And so, we talk about how can that work? What can you do? Well, there are a lot of different ways you can handle that, but one of the big things is. You can just make the whole food plant-based meals that you're learning, and then you go ahead and make their side. Like if they just have to have meat on their plate, you can make that side of meat for them to go with the main meal. And a lot of times what we find is because the recipes that we use and the methods that we use are so similar in taste, they might notice that it's different or it's a new recipe, but right away they're not going to be going, oh, this whole food plant-based or this is all plants. Because... Things are so close and you get those flavors in there.
1: And they like it.
0: And it's shocking when they find out, you know, and then they've eat, cleaned their plate. Now, a lot of times when we first started this journey and we were just doing the search across the internet and looking for recipes and not knowing the other steps to take, we just grab recipes here and there and try them. A lot of times they fell flat and it just was not a good experience. But when you have the right recipes and they taste good and they're not hard for you to prepare and you're not. You know, anxious and angry by the time you get to the table, uh, they don't sense that in you, and they're eating it. and Going, what is this? This is good, especially if it's something that they already like to eat. It's just a new twist on that version on that version that they ate before, right? Does that I mean, make one sense?
1: one example could be is that if you make chili, you could maybe just do some ground beef separately. Maybe even just put some spices in there, put that separately, and then everybody mm-hmm. gets what they want without the meat. And then the meat eaters would then add what they want to it.
0: That's a great example. Cheese could be the same way. Cheese could be the same way. So you put it out there if they want cheese or dairy or sour cream or something like that. And we give all these great replacements for those things. But just say they just refused or weren't even interested in trying. Now, some spouses are willing to try. And then with their children, the same thing. What do you do with your children if they're this age or if they're this age? How do you deal with it? And we talk a lot about that in this step. How do you dine out successfully? I mean, we get that question that a lot. That is another
1: one. Because, because a lot of restaurants, they serve animal products and dairy, And eggs.
0: they're in a lot of their meals. And so what do you do? You don't want to be sitting there worried about it. And that's what happens with diets. Don't you find that a lot of times when people have been on diets, they sit there I mean, we've experienced this before and you're sitting there and you're going, okay, everybody else is enjoying their meal. They're talking, having fun at the dinner and at the dinner table. And I'm just sitting here thinking. Well,
1: you've got to calculate the entire menu. Yeah, you're sitting there trying this to add this everything This has this many points up. and that many calories and I have to mix and match. And it just, it doesn't make for a pleasant dining experience because I think a lot of times when you go out to eat, it's not about the food. It's about the company and about the dining experience. I mean, it's some about the Mm -hmm. food because some restaurants are, are very nice and the flavors are great, but it's not just that,
0: right? But you think about if you're living in the old ways of doing things. Well, for you, it's about adding it up and making sure you got the right numbers of this and that, and so you're missing that whole experience. I mean, there's a whole conversation you miss by the time you got the math figured out in your head of what how many points or how many grams or how many calories or how many carbs how many carbs does it have? How much protein does it have? How much fat does it have? So now you're worried about the macros. And that can drive you crazy so to where you're missing out on your life because you're worried about all these things that in the end, they really don't have to be a concern if you know how to balance your plate, if you know how to get the foods right on your plate. But here we're talking about how do you make this simple? And dining out is a part of that. You've got to know what to order. You need to know which restaurants are the types of restaurants that have things that are more... um, more inclined to be vegan or vegetarian but even if you're eating at an all-american restaurant they're going to have something you can eat if you know what to look for i mean you can make a really hearty salad or a big plate filled with sides this is just one of a ton of different things you can do and there are things you want to look for and we tell people how to do that like you want to ask does it have even with beans okay just take beans that's one example yeah, that's a
1: great example
0: what what is what we usually ask them?
1: Well, we'll ask them if they have any kind of pork product in it because they'll either be cooked well meat, but be cooked with it. But I've also heard of restaurants using just pork fat mm-hmm. or maybe drippings from stuff like bacon, whatever the so case. So they add
0: lard and to add, the add that beans. to it as
1: a flavoring, mm-hmm. and you may not really notice it. Or know to, to ask about it,
0: or know to ask about it because we didn't know, and so we had asked in the past years ago. You know, does it have? pork or does it have meat in it meat is it even better to say because a lot of times it's not just pork i mean they might use beef or some other type of meat and so you ask and they say no no there's no meat we ask and then they bring it out and later you find out oh, hope there was lard in it <laughs> you know so it's like a disconnect you need to know Which, the things to ask to so their credit they're
1: very busy and they may be thinking no there's just beans no meat but you you have to be a little more specific. So see, mm-hmm. these are some of the the tips types and of questions. tricks of the mm-hmm. the system, if yeah. you will.
0: These are the types of questions. And this is just another example of something that happened to me and Jared. You know, we used to eat out at this restaurant chain, and we would always get the veggies and get a bunch of sides, and we get a baked potato, and it was so good. And we'd have broccoli and different things on top that you can put on there. And but the thing is, is we would eat it, we'd enjoy it, and then we found out. This restaurant chain slathers their baked potatoes, the skins and everything, and I'm sure it gets in the potato, with lard.
1: Well, I think they were using bacon grease. Right?
0: Bacon grease. Bacon
1: grease, and then they would wrap their potatoes in the foil. And we didn't really taste it. There was nothing about it that alarmed us to where we thought, hey, wait a minute, is there bacon in this? But And we found out from a friend, and then we asked the restaurant, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we put it on there. But it was under their, you know, it's
0: under their vegetables and you're just thinking, oh, there's nothing in here. And we didn't always feel the best after we ate there, but it didn't really make sense because we're eating vegetables, right? And so these are just kind of the things that we've learned along the way. How do you navigate eating out? How do you dine out and not feel like dump the day afterwards I mean, I that's that's you don't want to feel that way no you don't want to feel that that's way.
1: like having a food hangover no. that's one of those situations
0: yeah it i, think makes I had a great awful. meal
1: but man what happened to me last night something ran over me while i was asleep
0: are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now, back to the episode. Exactly. I don't feel good. Why not? So, how do you dine out successfully? How do you live in a family environment where other people aren't on board yet? And what we have come to find out with that is a lot of people do come on board. And the kids do get excited about it when they're exposed to it in the right way and, they, and they, they're involved as they well. They see
1: that it tastes good and mm-hmm. hey, you know, I feel good after. I don't have that that slump after I eat this 30 minutes down the road.
0: What about when you're traveling? Or camping;
1: those can also be tricky situations. If you don't know about it, don't think about it ahead of time. But there are simple solutions to this.
0: Yeah, like I'm going to a hotel room. I'm going to be in a hotel room for a week away on business, or I'm going on a trip with the family, and we're going to be in a little condo, and you know there isn't anything but the little mini fridge and a microwave. What do I do? There are a lot of things you can do. You know, you can cook a lot of things that way.
1: (laughs) Well, I would say first thing you do and we've said this before in previous episodes, is don't say, I can't. Say, how can I? Look at that situation and say, okay, what can I do? And we're... Really trying to encourage you to think of these situations ahead of time so that way you can formulate a game plan. But there are some simple strategies mm-hmm. for those situations. We've done this before where we have taken our Vitamix blender with us mm-hmm. and That's we've so made easy. smoothies. You can make soups with it. I mean, there's a lot of things. It's not just about about just the smoothies. No,
0: but here's the thing. If you don't have six people in your family like we do, and there's only two or three, you don't have to take the Vitamix. You can take a little tiny NutriBullet. That's even easier to take. But truthfully, the Vitamix is not that big, super easy to travel with. And there are a lot of different things you can make with it right there in your hotel room. I mean, I'm talking a regular hotel room. We've done this at conferences before. It's amazing what you can whip up in a Vitamix with a Vitamix and a little microwave. You can make soups and things like that. I mean, it's not hard. You just have to know how. It's another one of those things where you just And got know to that know.
1: it's possible.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah, because that's the huge first step. If that's, you don't even know it's possible and you're just used to the old ways of doing things and you just can't even imagine something new. How do you eat plant-based foods all the time? How do you eat a lot of produce and beans and things like that in a situation where you're on the road? I mean, how do you do that? Same thing, just like what we're saying. You know, you've got the microwave there. What if you go to the store? And you pick up a baked potato. This is just one example. A baking potato. And you cook it in your microwave. Well, maybe generally you don't like to normally use a microwave for some reason. Some people do not. Um, I tend to stay away from it. But if you're on the road and you got a microwave and a baked potato, it's not going to hurt you. I mean, you put the microwave, turn the microwave on, put the baked potato in there. About
1: six, seven minutes later and you've got a baked potato.
0: You buy a jar of... um, salsa and you get a can of beans which you can easily strain through your hand down a sink and rinse off your hand or bring a colander if you want to get really specific okay and then you i mean salsa and beans on a baked potato and if you it want to get fancy some frozen corn meal. delicious and that's just one of the many things we don't have time to go into everything today but i want to give but you that, some actionable steps i'm I sitting mean,
1: here i'm sitting here thinking the steps though. after you cook the potato You pop open the salsa. doesn't require any other preparation. No Can of beans already cooked.
0: And frozen corn doesn't even have to be
1: cooked. You could heat it, but if you've got that really hot potato, Mm -hmm. you drain the the beans, throw it on there. The frozen corn, we do it all the time where we just throw that after the fact on our food. And it just warms it up and it's sweet. I mean, that's it. And if you have a little refrigerator, I mean, they come with little freezers. Typically, Mm -hmm. you could throw a bag or two of corn in there.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's,
1: it's really minimal fuss.
0: Right. And you can travel with a little cooler that you take. I mean, and you can keep that warm. I mean, cool. Keep that warm. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Keep that cool with the ice from the ice machine in your hotel. I mean, that's not hard to do, right? True. And so you keep that thing drained out and you keep your ice in there. And there's all kinds of different things. If there's a little store nearby, just make a little trip at the beginning when you first get there grab a couple of things to put in your freezer when you know what those are you pop them like the potato that doesn't even require freezer or refrigeration
1: no just stab a hole in it so that the steam can escape yeah put a little bit of yeah or you can stab it with the fork a few times
0: yeah you don't want an exploding potato experience i've (laughs)
1: never seen that happen someone warned me and i just trusted them so from then on i either do the fork or the knife that's a good point you may be wondering. But I I like the idea, but I don't want to take a blender because I don't want people around me to hear it and think something crazy is going on. We have never had our room called on because of the blender. I think those rooms, the walls are so thick that nobody hears it. Or if they do, they think it's just a vacuum cleaner or something going on.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. I've never thought about that, but it's true. And we've never had a problem with it. So there are a lot of different things you can do in that situation. And camping, same thing. I mean... You fill up your your cooler before you go, and the camping stores have ice. I mean, unless you're going backpacking, that's a different situation. But even then, there are things that are super easy to take with you that you can backpack with that work great. So... Another thing, let's talk about things to make life simple. That's what we're talking about here, right? This is simple living.
1: We are all about simplicity.
0: Yes. So we talk about... As
1: much as we can.
0: Appliances and gadgets here again. Now, I did talk about these in the savvy shopping area because they're time savers too. We talk about saving time and money there, but... This is where we really get into and do a deeper dive into appliances and gadgets that can make your life amazing. Does that mean you're going to have to buy a lot of brand new appliances and gadgets to be able to do this? No. You can start it today with whatever you have in your home. You can start living whole food plant based. Start getting more of the five foundational foods. Do beans have to be cooked in an Instant Pot? No. But will it save you a lot of time and make life simpler? Absolutely. Because if I can rinse some dried beans that are very inexpensive, dump them in my Instant Pot with a few herbs and spices and some other veggies and press start. It's done. So yeah. You just
1: walk away and it times (laughs) it and it dings whenever it's ready.
0: I mean, I used to boil beans for hours on the stove. You don't have to have an Instant Pot. You can totally do that. And you don't have to completely stand over them. But if you're in a hurry and you want to get it done quicker, and you don't want to have to check them and keep stirring them, the Instant Pot's the way to go. So you have
1: choices. What about with a crock pot? I don't think we've ever cooked beans in a crock pot. Yes, we have. Have we? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's been years ago. Yes, mm, we have done that. Never mind. It's been a while. (laughs) Actually, I did
0: it probably about, it was probably about nine months ago. You just didn't know they were. Cooking I must not have been pot. here. Yeah, I tested it again because somebody had asked me about cooking pinto beans in the instant pot, so I did that for her no, and crock shot pot. a little video. I mean, the crock the pot. Crock yes, pot. Okay. I did. In the crock pot. And I shot a little video for her because she's in our membership and she asked and I wanted to make a video for
1: her just to let and her know how to do it. those are inexpensive. I mean, you could probably get them 20, 30 bucks, I would imagine. I mean, not super expensive. Mm-hmm. There's and a difference in consistency.
0: There's a difference in consistency, though. It's easy to let them cook overnight. But to me, what I find is if you want a really creamy bean and a thicker bean, you can take the same bean and put it in the Instant Pot versus the crock pot. And you'll get a much thicker, creamier bean in the Instant Pot, probably just because of the high pressure and it pushes in there. So there's a consistency thing, too. Sometimes consistency can make or break food for us. But to make it simple and to save time, these appliances are huge. And gadgets, too. I mean, we have little gadgets that we just love. I mean, can you take an avocado, cut it in half with a knife, and... Stab the knife into the into the pit, which thankfully I never lose. I never lost. It. I never lost a hand doing that. Right. So you put that in there, twist the pit, take that out, and then you can scoop out the avocado with a spoon. Very easy. Or you can slice through it and scoop it out. Yeah. But if it's you want to save, very a lot of,
1: doable, very easy.
0: But if you want to save a lot of time and make life simpler, there's this little gadget that just costs a couple of dollars, and it will deep it, slice it, open it up. It does everything for you into beautiful slices. And our children can even use it because it's not sharp like a knife and you're not going to lose a hand. So there are ways to go about this to make everyday situations quicker and easier. And that's what we're all about. Because if it's not that way, it is never going to work in this household for long term.
1: And the avocado slicer just happens to be one of those little tools that just brings you so much joy. So
0: much joy. I love it. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I think one of our children tried to use it to slice through one that they cut open that was a little hard, even yeah. though they they know to kind of look for that. But this one tr- was a little tricky. So they started slicing through it with a slicer and one of the tines broke. So now I'm going to have to go buy a new one because I'll tell you. It makes all you get those the tools difference. that
1: after a while you love them and mm-hmm. they become indispensable. And if something like that happens, exactly, you just got to go get another one.
0: And then there are tools that are just so good. I mean, if I found if I could find a stainless steel one of those, I would buy it in a heartbeat.
1: But, oh, definitely. But, I'm 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 honestly surprised they don't make one already.
0: Oh, I know. But then we have gadgets that just other ones that just light me up that I use at least twice a day, and that's our gar- things like our garlic press. Yes. So we have this one that is stainless steel. It's amazing, and it never wears out. I've had the thing for years. Actually, I almost forgot it at a rental house one time that we went to, and I just I remembered it and went in search of it before we left because that would have been bad. I mean, I love that thing. It's amazing. You can even crush the side of the garlic with it, get it out of the skin, and it, just it's just amazing. Easy cleanup, quick and simple, quick and simple, and that's what it's all about. Then things like how do you make real life situations work when you have sweet cravings or you crave certain foods? How do you deal ah. with certain cravings? Right? So that's how, that's another thing you need to learn under this that category. That
1: definitely be a pitfall for some individuals.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So these are the types of things. This isn't everything under this type of category that you would want to look at when you want to live a whole food plant-based lifestyle and make it last long term. But if you can figure out how to navigate these real life situations, the social situations, how do I go to parties? How do I have friends over? How do I go to dinner at another person's house? What do I take? What are the types of meals that a non- Plant based person or vegan would love, you know, what would they enjoy eating? What should I serve when they come over? What should I take with me to their function? Um, so again, dining out successfully is another thing. Um, living with others who aren't plant based, how do you do that and still have joy in your home, right? And traveling foods like camping, or if you're just on a little family vacay, or maybe you work. And you work extended long term in out of hotels or there was one guy I saw one day asking, what do you do plant based? And he worked on an oil rig and he was out, you know, he had access sometimes to his truck, but he had to then take things with him out on the rig. So he had to figure out what I do in those situations. And those are the kind of things that you need to look at for your life. Like, do you travel a lot with your kids? Do you run a lot of errands and they're always hungry? What do you do so you don't have to stop by a fast food restaurant? Those are the kind of things we're talking about here. And when you can learn how to navigate these situations, this is when it all comes together. And all of a sudden you've got a plan. You've got a blueprint. You know exactly what to do no matter what comes your way. And this is how you find plant based joy. Every one of these categories, the big key is they're helping you to build a life in which you have joy, that you love the way you're living so much that you wouldn't even think about going back. Not only because it tastes great, but because it's quick, it's simple, you know how to balance it out. You have Again, the foods you love, but it makes you feel so amazing. I mean, then you feel great and you like it, it's going to last long term. You don't have to dread a diet anymore until the point where you can't do it, right? Because with diets, you'll do it till you're sick of it and you can't do it anymore. You get the result and (laughs) then
1: you hate it and then you start living for cheat days and just that whole cycle Uh, that happens and then...
0: You just abandoned
1: it. Yeah, it's fall off the wagon. You (laughs) abandon it. You rebel against it.
0: But the great thing about the success path and following these steps, even if you want to do it, try to do it on your own. You know, it makes it harder. You can't go as far as fast. And we know because we had to do it on our own. There wasn't anything like this set up. Whenever we were on this journey, we had to figure it out and piece it together. And all we were finding was recipes and we didn't have anybody to answer all these questions for us. And it made it hard and we don't want it to be that way for you. So there are other options out there. The membership is getting ready to open up. We are thrilled for you guys because it is a game changer. But we want you to know today that there is hope. There's so many wonderful ways to make this work with real life. We are excited for you and for what the future holds and for all the amazing opportunities that are waiting for you just around the bend. We look forward to seeing you next time. And that's going to be our last installment in the series, isn't it?
1: Part nine.
0: Man. Although it
1: will be step seven of our success path.
0: Yes. And if you stuck with us this far, you are a trooper. You're the kind of person that is going to be able to take action and get amazing results so we have loved having you join us again today sunshine and we'll look forward to spending next time with you on power on plants podcast